Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. U.S. military carrying out airstrikes against Syria. I should argue facilities in Syria. Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning. It has been now understood that there have been strikes against U.S. personnel in Iraq, in Syria over the past week. You have seen U.S. forces injured, 19 attacks against American personnel since October 17th. Three attacks on Thursday. One person has died as a U.S. contractor actually had a heart attack. 21 American troops were injured. They, according to the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, have all returned to duty. There's no real way to look at this and not understand that the U.S. is involved in some level of conflict and you can argue at war. Now, that's going to probably get me a fair amount of, of pushback. I'm willing to accept that. War must be declared, of course. It doesn't mean that the U.S. can't at any moment, at the direction of the president, engage in some level of defense. Certainly, there are standing orders for defense, etc. But... As, as just a matter of, of clarity, as a matter of making sure we're on, we have a, a baseline, we are slowly moving down this road. Well, Tony, they attacked us. I'm not saying no. No part of me is saying no. And there's no part of me that's say, uh, saying that there should not have been some level of, of response. Lloyd Austin, uh, the Secretary of Defense, wants to be clear, and I'm quoting here, they are separate and distinct from the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas and do not constitute a shift in our approach to the Israel-Hamas conflict. We continue to urge all state and non-state entities not to take action that would escalate into a broader regional conflict. First of all, it's not a conflict, it's a war with Israel and Hamas, and Hamas has to lose in order for anybody to live free. People have not actually thought through the ramifications of Hamas being able to stay where they are. It's, It's bad for you, as it's bad for me, as it's really bad for the people of Israel, as it's horrific for the people of Gaza. Well, it's also horrific for the people of, of Israel. It's horrific for the people of Israel and Gaza. But this is happening. And I cannot help for all the rational thought that we can put to it. I cannot help but note how much screaming and yelling and caterwauling and crying there would be if it was President Trump. 
Same situation, although maybe that situation would never come with Hamas attacking Israel the way they did, the barbarians that Hamas is, a terrorist organization that has to be destroyed for free and thinking people uh, to exist. It doesn't matter what your local college campus says. Your local college campus has really failed the student body. We'd We'd be out of our heads, right? The screaming and the yelling and look what Trump has done to us and Trump is a warmonger. Exactly how much do you have to see with your own eyes and hear with your own ears and process with your own mind before you realize that what you're told and what is are two very different things? I was told with Biden the adults were in the room. We now have two wars going in the globe and the United States spending like it's going out of style. What we can afford and what we should afford are, of course, different things. But we were told that Trump was the warmonger. We're told that the Republicans are the warmongers. How much, how often do you have to see the truth before you allow yourself to accept it? And know from this moment, when people talk about media bias... No one is crying on TV. No one is screaming about they're sending my child to war. No, there's none of that. There's only what a bad guy Mike Johnson is. Oh, he's the speaker? All right, let's take a day to figure everything out. Now let's destroy him. That's the media. Do not kid yourself. We live in very, very hard times. And the only way out is through. We have a war in two areas. And the United States is engaged. That's reality. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Mike Johnson did a uh, sit-down interview yesterday. He is your new Speaker of the House. And... There are some pieces of this um, that I thought were worthy of sharing. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Are we going to somehow see something magically better than Kevin McCarthy? I don't think it'll be magically, but I'm happy to be wrong. That's maybe the difference between maybe me and you, maybe us and other people. If I'm wrong, I'll say the words. Who wants to be wrong? People have a hard time with that. I've been asked repeatedly over the last couple weeks regarding what's happening in Israel. When will people who are Jewish who've been liberal realize that they were wrong? What you voted for was the the anti-Semites. And, and if anybody in Indiana wants to argue this with me, they're more than welcome to. They just don't have it. They don't have it. The open embrace of Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib by Congressman Andre Carson is all the proof that you need. By the way, I'll get into, I'll get into how unserious of a person Andre Carson is. But it's, it's difficult if you, if you allow your politics to be your religion, if you allow uh, the, these political ideologies to, to be your life, how could you ever admit that you were wrong? Because that's, that's down to your soul. That's crushing. But, but you were. You voted for a party that hates you. 
and you were there for Black Lives Matter, and you were there for this cause, and you were there for gay this, and you were there for, 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 for racism that. You stood shoulder to shoulder. And then you see 1,400 people murdered because uh, they're connected to Israel, because they're Jewish. And all these groups were silent. I'll get into that as well. These interfaith groups in, in Indianapolis and in Indiana, a joke. Silent. Where are they for their Jewish friends? We, we, the church on the circle. You know the church on the circle? I, I forget the name of it. Uh, Producer John, thank you. You looked that up. Uh, you know the church that'll show a nativity scene in a cage because they oppose what's happening at the border? Just curious, has there been any statement from that church regarding the Hamas terrorist attack on Israel? What's the name of that church, Jonathan? I'm still looking for it. Give me one sec. It's, it's the church on Monument Circle. Christ Cathedral. Is that it? Christ Cathedral. Thank you so much, sir. That's Matt Bear, by the way. That's Matt Bear. He's uh, uh, also working as a part-time producer of this show. He's, the traffic's not enough for him. He's like, why? Why can't I do it all? Let me show you people how it's done. If there is something social justice to discuss, they're all over it. They are nothing but it. I'm asking, where are we on this? I, I'm, I, I just, I just want to know. I want to know why we haven't heard anything, seen anything. Has it happened and I'm unaware of it? Because, man, I would really think it's important for that to be shared. I would think that's extremely important that that be shared. But where is everybody? And and you have these students at UC Berkeley... Look at all the anti-Semitism, Dean or, or, or President. What are you doing about it? You didn't know that those students hated you? Maybe you didn't. Your parents didn't know? Bull crap. They allowed themselves to believe that somehow everything was going to be okay because they were nice and good and decent, and of course, that's not the way the world works. Now is it? Now is it? It's not the way the world works at all. It's just something to note. As you're watching this happen, and why people haven't said, my gosh, I was wrong, it's because that's a very hard thing to do. People often discuss the idea of the 912 conservative. I don't know if you've ever heard this or, or not. The 912 conservative is the person who, who saw what happened on September 11th and said to themselves, oh, oh yeah, we got to do something about radical Islamic terrorism. We got to do something about this. We, we, this, this. Oh, we have, to, we have to stop this. There's a fair amount of those people out there. This is different in that I have no faith. I have no faith that, never mind Indianapolis, nationwide, that the quote-unquote Jewish community has in their synagogue said, this is unacceptable. Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Andre Carson, Jamal Bowman. This is unacceptable. I don't think that's happened. 
these so-called interfaith alliances where we were all going to have a seat at the table and we're going to make sure that there is justice and we're going to stand up for each other, all silent when Jews are getting killed. And how many are saying, sans a rabbi I know, who I respect immensely, how many of them are going to say, well, I guess there's no point in being part of that group? That group let us down. That group wasn't with us. That group doesn't care about us. They all lied. You know what it's like to have to look yourself in the mirror and realize that the people you thought you were friends weren't your friends? I do not know if you've ever done this before. I have done this before. When I recognized that what the depression in my life was about me lying to myself, and I stopped doing that, everything got better. Well, that I, I never discussed how absolutely difficult that is to realize these people weren't my friends. I gave and I gave and I tried and I tried and they, they were not in a friendship conversation or relationship. They were in a transactional relationship. And if I had nothing to transact, they were not interested back. That's rough. But I would, I, would, I would argue that in some capacity that has happened to all of us. It is a hard thing to, to, to say to yourself, okay, that wasn't what I thought it was. That wasn't, that was not good. This is not healthy. This relationship does not work. That is hard to do. And we're more honest. We, we strive for total honesty. Well, what about if you're somebody who continues to lie to yourself and you've lied to yourself this whole time? It's hard. So that's why I think uh, many of them probably won't change. Don't get me wrong. It's ridiculous and embarrassing and shameful. They also don't have any leadership, whether it be in their synagogues or other places, who tells them you can do better. Just something to, to, to recognize. As, as we watch so much of this play out and we watch these hard times develop. Don't worry, we'll get through the hard times together. I just don't ever want to lie. These are hard times right now. Ah, oh, producer Jonathan doing it all right this morning. Turn it up. Well, I don't. Good morning. Good to be with you. All right, you can you can bring it down now. We gotta get to work. We gotta get, can't just spend all day just doing this. Uh, don't forget November eighth, the debate watch party presented by Americans for Prosperity and yours are truly. Uh, if you follow me there uh, at TonyCats.com, if you follow me at X Twitter, if you follow me uh, even at, at Facebook, those people are terrible. But I still post things there. You can get the link. 
You can get the QR code. You can get your seat. The cigars, uh, the, the the bourbon, maybe an old-fashioned, uh, will all be for free. You just got to sign up. You got to get uh, your spot. And then we will do commentary on the debate while it's happening on November 8th and maybe a celebration of Joe Hogsett losing. I, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't think that, you don't think that's going to be, you don't think that's going to, you don't think it's going to work out like that, you know, no, I was kind of, I was kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping it might, it might work out that way. We're going to try. We're going to try. I get it. I get it. I get it. Anything you're saying about Jefferson Shreve, I get it. I'm just going with odds. You have a chance at something with Jefferson Shreve, and that's enough. You have no shot with Joe Hogsett, and staying home is a ridiculous thought process. I know people at the station disagree with me. This one disagrees with me. That one. I'll fight this anywhere. Well, when do they get better candidates? I don't know. When are you running? I don't know. Clearly, it isn't. It isn't the party that could that could do this. It has to be people who do this. But the debate watch party, that third debate, where it's it's interesting. There's some people in this debate I didn't think would be in it. Like Pence is saying that he's got the the threshold for the 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 polling. He just doesn't have the threshold for the seventy thousand donors. He has the threshold for the polling. He's at three and a half percent on the average. I thought you had to be four percent. There's some people saying Christie is in this race. I'm like, how? Tim Scott says he's there for the polling. He's at one point six. I have no no idea what now what system that they're utilizing. This is nutty, nutty. I tell you. What I will also tell you is that we're gonna have a good time. This will be November 8th, I believe. That's a Wednesday, children. That's a Wednesday, children. So uh, that's that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to have happen. We're going to have a, a kick-ass party with cigars and bourbon and all the rest. Uh, you just head over to wherever you find me, TonyCats.com or, or Twitter X at TonyCats or, or Facebook, TonyCats Radio, and then, uh, and then sign up. Just that easy. Hope to see you there. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. There are people throughout Indianapolis familiar with Dr. Louis Profeta. He's an author on LinkedIn. He is one of the 12 doctors you should be following. He's an ER doctor at St. Vincent. Tony Katz, great to be with you. That's how I met him. It wasn't me. It was my wife. We... She was in the ER, and there's uh, Dr. Perfetta, and he saw me sitting next to my wife. He goes, Tony Katz, you should have me on your show. I swear to you, that's a true story, so help me. Uh, as a weird way to start a friendship. But he is a guy un- unabashed and unafraid. And on Saturday, he will leave his post uh, at Ascension St. Vincent as an ER doctor and fly to Israel to be six miles from the Lebanese border to train Israeli doctors on how to deal with trauma and save some lives along the way. Dr. Louis Profeta joins us uh, right now. You could retire. You're heading off uh, to Israel 
you know, the war is why, but what was it about specifically what you were seeing that made you say maybe they need my help? Uh, well, Tony, I mean, I'm a Jew, just like you. I mean, I'm Jewish. Uh, I mean, that's what we do. I mean, it's, I mean, it's Israel, um, and it's the right thing to do. I mean, my, you know, uh, it's the right thing to do. So when you reached out, there was a, a call from Israel about we need we need this assistance, we need this help. And while a lot of doctors, thousands of doctors across the United States signed up, the need is more specific. Uh, as an ER doctor, what are you bringing uh, to Israel to teach these younger doctors there uh, when, you, when you arrive tomorrow? Well, it, I'll tell you, Israel doesn't have the same type of emergency departments that we, that we have. They're a little more subspecialized. So if you go there with a broken ankle, you go to a, the ortho, orthopedic section of the ER. If you go there, pediatric case, you go to the pediatric side. So they're a little more sub-segmented. They're just sort of bringing the American and Canadian version of the emergency department. But as far as mass casualty, I mean, they are heads and tails above us. I mean, that, there's so much to learn there. But so many of the doctors um, that have been in the hospital have been called to the front, have been called uh, in support roles with the military. And that includes a lot of the resident physicians and, um, you know, a lot of your nurses and people that have to play dual roles within the military. So we're, we're sort of backfilling that deficiency of people um, within the department. And you have a lot of young medical students, a lot of young residents that are going to emergency medicine. We're going to try to teach them, you know, chest tubes and how to do cricotherotomies and, and how to stop bleeding and, you know, bleeding control and getting IV access and doing bedside ultrasound and things like that and, you know, try to help. And then obviously they're going to have a lot of casualties and we're just going to be another another body there to help out. Talking to Dr. Louis Profeta, ER doctor in Indianapolis, will be heading out to Israel tomorrow uh, to help train doctors and save lives during during this war. Um, there will, pe- will be people who te- will tell you, hey, uh, being Jewish is one thing, but going to a war zone is something uh, completely different. As I told you just last night, if I thought broadcasting from Israel would save lives, I would be there. But that doesn't <laughs> seem to be the way uh, that, that it works. What have they told you to expect being six miles from the Lebanese border? Well, I mean, I mean, it's the first job I've ever gone to where I've got a primer on what to do when missiles come in and how to seek shelter in a bunker and how to lay down in a ditch and how to get out of a car to keep the car from exploding next to you. Um, you know, what to, you know, why not to be standing up and the shrap metal can penetrate from, you know, hundreds of yards away. I mean, I've never had to uh, look at uh, a primer to go to Anderson, Indiana, or Kokomo, or Rushville, or anything like that. So, I mean, that's not obviously a unique situation. And, I mean, that that's the stuff. It's it's that sort of fear of dying. And, you know, you ask why, you know, why me? You know, a lot of doctors have, have, have applied, but, you know, but as I tell, told my sons, and I mean, you know my boys, my boys are growing up, they're men. Uh, my kids are grown. So um, a lot of our doctors that volunteer out there have, have small kids. So I'm older, you know, my biggest fear is I'm not in shape anymore. I don't think I can run away as fast as I used to be able to. So, well, uh, I don't know, maybe do a burpee today. Just get yourself, <laughs> get yourself ready to go. Yeah. I think, I think maybe it, uh, but it, you know, the, the, the idea of um, older, my kids are grown. It, that's an argument of, I can afford uh, to to do this, um, but one could argue that 
you're you're still putting yourself into harm's way. And and I think that there are a tremendous number of people throughout Indianapolis, never mind throughout the country, who don't uh, maybe understand the concepts of connection. Describe your view of your connection to Israel. Well, uh, again, I mean, you're you're sort of this is sort of drilled in your head from the early times. When you grow up, you know, first and second generation, and you're older like me, where your grandparents or people that you know were in Auschwitz, were in Treblinka and Dachau and and Mauthausen and other concentration camps, and you saw that the state of Israel came out of the ashes of the worst crime in human history. And that has sort of been as part of your psyche, and it's the only safe place now for Jews. I mean, look what's going around, going on in America right now, Tony. I mean, you and I have, have talked about this on college campuses and, and uh, you know, the graffiti, and, and uh, I've never seen anything like this. And it's, it's like nothing that we have ever experienced in our lifetimes. And, you know, Israel is there to protect us. And it, it, we have to keep it. We have to keep it safe. And that, and and as far as putting people in harm's way, come on, Tony. I mean, the police officers here in Indiana uh, do that. I mean, every person that joins the military does that. This isn't the only situation where somebody like me has put themselves in the harm way for for a greater good. I mean, it's done every day on, in the cities of, of our own town. Doctor Lewis Profeta, uh, heading out uh, tomorrow. Uh, the safest of travels. I look forward to your return. I look forward to sharing your stories of your return. Uh, as soon as you get back, it's about uh, three weeks. And uh, uh, we'll be thinking of you. The Katz family's got you covered, and we've got your family covered. And, and I'll be um, listening to Eat, Drink, and Smoke, okay? <laughs> good, good. Share that everywhere, because what we need to build to up is the Israeli subscriptions. Having a, having a smoke on occasion, right, and a little sip of bourbon. Oh, don't worry. We, we sent the man with many cigars yesterday. <laughs> many cigars are going to Israel right now, Dr. Lewis Perfetta. Uh, be safe, young man. I'll catch you when you get back. Will do. Take care. Absolutely. Dr. Lewis Perfetta. There are good people in the world, everybody.